No. What's your least favorite scary movie? Damn, Harry Warden. Got me aiming at shadows. Welcome to Watch Your Least Favorite Scary Movie, the podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the absurd in all of our favorite and least favorite scary movies. Because we believe every horror movie rightfully has its fan base. Even if we don't always get it. My name is Travis. My name is Jesse. And today, we're <laughs> going back to my, uh, you know, if I had an opinion about decades, it would be one of my least favorite decades in horrors. <laughs> but as we've established, um, I'm a century person, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we're going to 2009 with the My Bloody Valentine remake. Yeah, 3D. Now in 3D. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, they, they take full <laughs> advantage of that hardware, too. They absolutely do. And I've actually got some fun facts about that that I'm ex- I think you'll be really excited about I as excited. a nerd. So. I, I was very excited watching it. So um, only announcement I have is that I think it's this weekend. Yep, this weekend will be our to be or not to be. Hey, so. And it's Travis's yeah. pick, so uh, spaghetti monster in the sky, help us all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I have our poll results from last week's episode. Yes. Which was from dusk till dawn. And we asked you guys, which team are you on? So you got Team Gecko, Team Vampire, and Team Wayward Christian. And the number of times I had to repeat that for Travis <laughs> to get it written down correctly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So that is... Um, you were like Team Former Jesus? W- way- yeah, Wayward. <laughs> I had I actually had to look it up because like Wayward Christian. Okay. Oh, so it means that he's lost his faith. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think he's the only one that lost his faith. But he is the team captain, so I guess they yeah. are that mm-hmm. by association. Yep, pretty much. Okay, well, I've got our poll results here from the people we asked. Over on Instagram, 33% are Team Gecko, 50% are Team Vampire, 17% Team Wayward Christian. Wow. Mm-hmm. We could have also said Team Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that would have made a difference in the polls. Mm, probably they would have a little <laughs> bit of influence over on twitter 40 percent team gecko 40 percent team vampire and 20 percent team wayward christian okay and over on threads which oh. now allows polls oh we have 100 percent team wayward christian okay yeah. okay mm-hmm. so that's i'm gonna say team wayward christian wins just because of that one I'm gonna say Team Vampire. Okay. See, okay. My my argument for Team Wayward Christian is you have the crossbow shotgun. That's true. Crossbow and the cross shotgun. Yeah. I knew what you meant. The holy water gun. Yeah, they got great weapons over there. They They really do. Yeah. Yeah. I like the variety of the vampires, which we've discussed, which also includes rats. um, Tom Savini rats. Yeah, Ravini. Ravini as a rat. Ratma. (laughs) That was the origin of Ratma. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So that's it for our poll. So are we ready to talk about the movie? I think we are. Okay, let's do it. Okay, My Bloody Valentine 3D released January 16th, 2009. We watched it on Tubi, but you can also stream it on Plex or Prime. If you don't want to utilize any of those options, you can rent it from YouTube, Google Play, or Voodoo. Written by Todd Farmer and Zane Smith with credit to John Baird for the 1981 screenplay and Stephen A. Miller for the 1981 story. Directed by Patrick Lussier. Music by Michael Wandmacher and special effects makeup headed by Gary S. Tunicliffe. 
I was shocked. I was fully prepared, and I thought this the entire time until we watched it. But like, I was waiting to see Patrick Mellon and Marcus Dunstan as the writer and directors of this. You know, For some I, reason, I thought that they did this movie. I could see that. I could also see um, Aja being involved Aja. just because it's so fucking yeah. bloody. And it has the same twist as High Tension. Too. Yeah. He's like, I'm remaking that movie. Yeah, yeah, for non-French audiences. It's, it's Valentine's <laughs> related this yeah. time. Yeah. Starring Jensen Ackles as Tom Haneker, Jamie King as Sarah Palmer, Care Smith as Axel Palmer, Edie... What the fuck is this? Edie Gathigal as... <laughs> nope. That's... I can't read my own handwriting. God damn. Okay. Edie Gathigal as Deputy Martin, Tom Atkins as Burke, Kevin Teague as Ben Foley and Megan Boone as Megan. Travis. Yes. Time for our favorite game. Budget, budget or Hmm. Well, Tom Atkins don't come cheap unless he do come cheap now, which I am not aware of, but he may come cheap at this point. I mean, he does a lot of like indie projects, so. That's true. I'm going to say, though, it's probably a lot of money to invest in that 3D technology, so this is a budget movie. You are correct. $15 million. Whoa, okay. Opening box office of $21 million and a worldwide gross of $100 million. Damn, I'm glad it did well. Yeah. Um, IMDb score of 5.4 out of 10. I had a theme... That might not actually hold up because I thought it was all remakes, but upon further investigation, I think the third movie I picked is not actually a remake. I It's just I thought it was. Okay, I'm curious. <laughs> so the first one is The Last House on the Left. Oh, wow. Confirmed remake. Yeah. <laughs> that was released March 13th, 2009. A budget of $15 million and a worldwide gross of $45.9 million. Wow. IMDb score of 6.5 out of 10. Um, didn't we like kind of watch that one time in college together? Yes, I've seen the whole thing a couple of times. I so. just remember being like, oh, hey, that's Aaron Paul. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, second one. It, that was my other uh, category for what these. Oh, hey, it's movies. Aaron Paul. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, movies that I vaguely remember watching, but if I haven't actually, I wouldn't be surprised. That okay. was my other possible classification of it. That makes sense. Except I changed it because of Last House on the Left. Like I changed that one. I swapped it out at the last minute. <laughs> okay. So, um, Stepfather. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I know we watched the original together because it was on the last drive-in. We've watched some. Of it. I don't think we've ever fully watched the entire movie. Second second movie of the night, man. Yeah, I, know. I know it was controversial, but I'm kind of glad that the new season is going to be one movie every other week. Yeah, that I can hang with those. Yeah, for us with early bedtimes, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a blessing. East Coast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That released October 16th, 2009. Budget of $20 million, Worldwide gross of $31 million, And an IMDb score of 5.6 out of 10. Now, what in the world would make... The stepfather, five million more dollars than my bloody Valentine 3D. Uh, did they get? Who did they get? Did they? It get, was a big name. Who Hold the fuck? Wait, was it? Was it the Petit Huey's dad? Who the Mr. Quaid? Randy Quaid. <laughs> Mr. Quaid. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Quaid, if you will. <laughs> uh, Penn Badgley. This was before you, but I think after Gossip Girl. Um, Dylan Walsh, Amber Heard. Uh, well, that was before she was big. Yeah. I thought you were going to say before something else. Hmm. Um, yeah, those are like really the biggest names I'm seeing. Crazy. 
Yeah. Five million dollars so, more, huh? Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's that's where we're at with it. Um, and then the third movie. They that... used the CGI to make him look like Randy Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Quaid. Sorry. Um, that is apparently not a remake, but is based on a book. Uh, is The Haunting in Connecticut. Oh, that movie. I was positive that it was a remake. It just has a type of name. Of yeah. One. Yeah, that, that feels like a very like old movie that has already existed at one point. Yeah, I think I was... There's another movie that's a similar type that definitely is a remake, and I think that one has Rianne Reynolds. Mm. No, that's um, Amityville. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. I just I figured they were all the same. Um. I've learned that Amityville, <laughs> you can use that name in any horror movie. So people use, like, they'll just make Amityville movies just so it can have some recognition. I mean, so popular. If it works, it works. It's like its own subgenre now. <laughs> okay. That uh, Haunting in Connecticut released in March 27th, 2009. Budget of 10 million. Wow. Worldwide gross of 77.5 million and an IMDb score of 5.8 out of 10. If you're keeping score at home, that means, yes, My Bloody Valentine 3D currently has the lowest IMDb <laughs> rating out of Aww. all four of these listed. Well, hey, if it helps with your theme, I did kind of watch that one. I think maybe they showed it at EKU when they did, you know, they used to do the movies on the football fields. No, I missed that. What? Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know how often they did it. I only went a couple of times freshman year. Yeah, so. they would have movies in my dorm room. Not my dorm room, but like my dorm. <laughs> I was going like to say, are you talking area. about when we started dating? No, 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 no. In the common area. And yeah, it's not anywhere as impressive as a football field. Okay, sorry. Okay. I have good news for you, though. Yeah. I have five taglines. Perfect. So the one on the poster, get your heart broken. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, nothing says date movie like a 3D ride to hell. Oh, I like that. That was all in caps. That's perfect. I like that a lot. <laughs> He's going to break your heart. Oh. <laughs> he does break hearts. Um, Honestly, he doesn't, though. Physically. He keeps... No, because oh, right. he keeps them intact. Oh puts yeah, them in a little, in a little uh, well, He breaks Sarah's heart. Mm, yeah, that's true. Uh, you can't get closer than this. <laughs> okay. it is what it is. Oh, because of the three D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I thought it was just because Jensen Axel, Ac Axel's, Axel, Jensen Ackles. <laughs> Axel was a character in the movie. Yep, yeah. Okay. Woof. Uh, are you ready for your heart to be broken? He's gonna do it. Mm -hmm. Oh, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that um, if you can't have J-Pads, you will, in fact, let Jensen Ackles break your heart? Just to make J-Pads jealous. Because <laughs> he would get jealous from that. Okay. I have some fun facts. Okay. Let's, let's I think you're going to be excited because a lot of them have to do with like 3D. the yeah, like yeah. the filming technology. Fantastic. Uh, and with mining. Which you come from a mining town. Oh, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I related hard to a lot of things in this movie. Um, like the part where he said, we are a bunch of inbred hicks from a mining town? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, first R-rated film to be projected in real ID technology and to have a wide release in 3D-enabled theaters. Wow, okay. So... Filmed in Pennsylvania beginning May 11th, 2008 in Armstrong County. They actually spent 13 days filming the mine scenes in Tour Ed Mines, which were functioning mines up until the 1960s when they went out of production. And now it functions as a museum. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. So 
I thought that was really cool that it was like actually on location and not just like a built set. It probably is in Pennsylvania, which is why it kind of looks like Kentucky. Yeah. I mean, that whole like Appalachia just gets kind of It's just kind of absurdly big. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much. Yeah. Shot entirely in fork resolution. Oh, fork. Yeah. Uh, there's not a fork of this one. There's Which one is of the surprising original. since it's shot in fork resolution. It'll be there. It's, yeah. That's going to be one of those ones down. This is like a vinegar syndrome in the making right here. <laughs> okay. Farmer and Lucier actually pitched a sequel two weeks before the release of this one. And the sequel was going to be more psychological based. And it was going to bring back survivors from the remake, expand on the backstory, and kill off Sarah. Whoa. However, when they got mixed critic reviews, Lionsgate was like, meh, not really interested in pursuing a sequel now. But it made so much money. People liked it, obviously. Yeah, you would think that the money would talk more than the critics. Yeah, the critics don't know shit when it comes to horror. And honestly, like some of the reviews I looked at were, like I said, mixed. Like they had good things to say about it. It wasn't all just like pans. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, okay, whatever. That's stupid on their part. So yeah, those are my fun facts about it. That last one wasn't fun. That made me mad. I'm we could sorry. have had more of this. I know. Maybe we could have had JPEDs alongside Jensen. I Michaels. know. Like Miss House of Wax, My Bloody Valentine crossover. That's my sequel pitch for the end of this movie. We'll build on it later on in this episode. And for you all listening, he is in fact, aware of the show Supernatural. He's never watched it. He's I don't know what you're talking purposefully about. purposefully ignoring it. I don't know what you're talking about. He's just focusing on his own interests. No. Just for the people screaming at their at their phone or computer or whatever you're listening on. These guys, he's famous for Soldier Boy. Jared Padalecki <laughs> he is famous for House of Wax 2005. <laughs> All right, Travis, what's good about this movie? Okay. One of my favorite things about this movie is that it's brutal. There is like just plenty of gore in there for gore whores, mm-hmm. which gore! sorry I, you can't say that without me. No, I fully anticipated that. <laughs> that was the setup. That was a noop right okay, there. You okay. got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean it's fucking awesome. It's so much fun. This is like a mindless popcorn horror movie right here. It's not meant to be taken seriously. It doesn't have a deep story at all. It knows that, and it just has fun with that entire premise. And in fact, that's what a lot of the reviews I read said. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> it's just so obvious, right? Like, n- they wanted this to be a fun movie. That's why at the start of this movie, 11 minutes in, you get straight up like 50 fucking kills. So many kills. It just goes I fully into it. don't believe the news report when it said 22. I was like, that mm-hmm. feels a little low. That, that was a low ball in it for yeah. sure. They just did not want to create like mass panic in the streets there. <laughs> but yeah, the body count is so high. That's one of the best things about it. The killer is fucking awesome. The killer is intimidating. They do a great job. Whoever played that killer had like a good on-screen presence. Um, the mask is awesome. The breathing effects of it. The headlight, it's so cool. Pickaxe is a great weapon for a slasher. It's different, you know, like it sets itself apart from all the knives and random other things. I love it. I like. I had like a great time watching this thing. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think it's so much fun with like... I- if you just want to have a good bloody time, like it delivers on its title. Yeah. You get all of these deaths, just slaughter, even the ones you don't see on screen, you're still impressed with like, cause it's like little details. Like you see a body torn apart and you're like, 
damn what happened yeah right i wanted to see that (laughs) yeah um so it's really fun and i think it plays on like a lot of unique fears like based on location because being down in the mines i can't even imagine i'm claustrophobic so i can't imagine how scary it would be but i do know that like i can make anything um creepy for myself like i can go to my daytime brightly lit office job and be like but what if there was a killer here now? What would happen? Like that's <laughs> yeah. what that's how my brain works. So, like I can't even imagine putting myself in an environment like that. And then they take it a step farther, and they also have like hospital kills, easy to make spooky. Mm-hmm. Uh, motel kills, easy to make spooky. Yep. Uh, abandoned cabin in the woods. Hello, that's a whole subgenre. Like <laughs> they it's... take advantage of their of their settings in a small town, and they hit all of the tropes, and they have a lot of fun. It definitely feels like a love letter. I haven't seen the original. I have a long time ago. I can't remember how close it is. I feel like the original plays more closely, like a like a true slasher. Okay, which this us too, but I think it takes itself a little bit more seriously. Yeah, I was gonna say this feels like a love letter to like just the genre. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of like we're just we're here to have a good time with some nasty kills, and I like it. And I can verify with like how you're saying the locations here because it does feel real, and they do take good advantage of it. It feels super authentic to like being from a mining town. God, just some of those shots of the town itself. It looks like, like where I grew up. Yeah. Honestly. It, and yeah, like the whole thing about this, like uh, they have like in there about the town people um, being entirely dependent on coal mining. And like, that's a real thing. Like that has been a thing that's, and I'm not saying it shouldn't because obviously like coal is not exactly a good source of energy it's not great for the world it's not sustainable it's not sustainable but a lot of places did kind of put their eggs all in that basket and now they're really starting to suffer (laughs) yeah and it's like it's a huge driving force of the economy it's not like as simple as like we need to eliminate all coal production like you need to take into account the mass impacts on like economy and the people involved in that, you know, it's yeah. not just, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a broader, it's a broader thing. Shades of gray. They, I mean, honestly, it would be totally fine if they got rid of it and we just found something else to do. Like, you know, <laughs> there's so many great things. You can build so much stuff out there. It's great. <laughs> Cole's not the world. But yeah, no, like that rang true to me watching those people, like the town people be like that in this because like I've witnessed that shit firsthand. Yeah. Uh, okay. Bad stuff. Yeah. All right, I do have one bad here, and I know that I was a defendant of it back in high tension, but I hate the fucking twist and the killer reveal in this movie. I think it's so lazy. It, yeah, it, something about it fell flat. Like, I, I don't know what it was. Like, it worked for me in high tension, and this one right here, I think, I think, I don't know, man. I don't really know what set it apart from that, but like, that ending just, I, you know, I think part of it is it made Axel kind of like redeemable. Like he redeemed himself, even though he's like a big piece yeah. of shit. Like, I'm like, why the fuck am I like rooting for him now in this situation? You know I, what I mean? I, I also think part of it is like the whole like boogeyman of mental illness. That's another thing. Which too, is yeah. just, that's icky. Yeah, it is. Know? Yeah. Like just because, oh wow, he witnessed a mass slaughter in a place where he had previously almost died and needed to go get some professional psychiatric help for a few years. Must be a bad guy. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, he's just yeah, yeah. Oh my god, you know who Axel Palmer would get along with really well? John Kramer. John Kramer. 
<laughs> like, oh, you needed psych- you needed medication. He would have been to the barbed wire maze with Ooh. you. Dude, what if he shows up in one of the sequels? Oh my god, <sighs> it's out there, people. You also, that is Carter, you dick. Carter, you dick. Yeah. If you were curious, uh- <laughs> the cast of this thing is pretty awesome. Yeah. Like yeah, honestly, yeah. I liked a lot. Of, like a lot of people, I'm like, holy shit, it's that guy. It's great. Uh, Tom Atkins. Of course, we're gonna have the women. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Type things he. In this. L- it. But like literally, it's like just a nepo babies. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> He's always in the, like an authoritative figure in a way. Like, mm-hmm. well, okay, he wasn't really an authority in He's Halloween in a three. position of power, yeah, he was but a doctor. not an authority. Yeah. But that's a... how I feel about him in this too, because he's retired by the time the main action's happening. That's true. That's true. He, yeah, he slips right back into classic Atkins right there. Okay, I have two bets. Okay. Um, one is it's a little bit confusing that this is set on Valentine's Day. Like, I get that the slaughter happened on Valentine's Day and so yeah. but like... It just feels weird because it's like a minor and it just feels like they wanted to call it My Bloody Valentine and they had the idea with the hearts and the candy boxes and they're like, <laughs> how can we make this connection happen? You know? Yeah. Um, well, the whole so- thing, the whole, okay, I guess they could have expanded on it in this one, but I think they were just, you know, that was the thing back in the day. It was based off of holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were just so riding with that. I, I'm very curious to see the original now because I had a lot of fun with this. So well, um, I got I, news. I'm curious to see how it's. We own it. I know, on it's DVD. on the same DVD as April Fool's Day. Mm-hmm, yeah. So. My other bad is I made a joke about how Sarah's outfit is so fucking 2009 in the beginning of the movie. And then they're like, 10, Ten years, years later. later. And I was like, that is not a 90s outfit. <laughs> no. Irene's outfit was not a 90s outfit. They didn't even fucking try, man. They did apparently do some de-aging work on Jensen Ackles because I was like, wow, he looks like a little baby in this. And then they show him in present day and I was like, I'm confused. <laughs> they did the same with Carter. Yeah. Or Axel, I guess, in yeah. this movie. Yeah, he looks younger than that. Yeah, but you're right. Like, it, it would be funny like if we're back at the opening of this and they got like Abercrombie and Fitch and Hollister shirts on. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Pop the collar, the double layering, all that. They, they set the trend there in that town. Yeah, because I remember I was even like, wow, like, look at her. And you're like, I know the headband. And I was like, oh, I was going to talk about the jean skirt and leggings. Like... <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I feel like whoever was in charge of the wardrobe was not given the memo that this was supposed to be set in 1999. Yeah, probably so. not. Yeah, <laughs> they they let the ball slip on that one. <laughs> All right, ugly stuff. Ugly stuff. Um, uh, I got Frank's uh, recording secret sex or sex and secrets oh, with his God. camera. Yeah, and then calling Irene a hooker. <sighs> yeah. Oof. Which like shout out to um. What's her name? Betsy Rue, I think. Yeah. Like, she did that whole scene, and I read something um, saying somebody asked her if she regretted doing that, and she said, not at all. Like She's like, yeah, I'm proud of that shit. She's like, I'm proud of that. I'm hot. I ran around in them heels, Mm -hmm. did my stunts. She did it. She did it before Jennifer Lawrence was beating up teenagers on a beach naked. For, like, 10 times longer than Jennifer Lawrence did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got that, and then like I got uh, greasy Axel, because he's just fucking. He's a greasy slime ball in this yeah. movie. He's not the greasy in the way you want an Axel V. You know? <laughs> no, 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 no. He is nasty. He's nursey, cheating yeah. on his wife, uh, and then like acting like he projects hardcore because like, oh, the love of your life's back in town. Like, yeah, she never really got to resolve any of that trauma. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um. Obviously, my ugly is you know the the um, 
mental health. Yeah, the mental health thing. I'm trying to think of the word. It's not objectification. It's um, mm, there's a word for it, and my brain is not all here. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, like it's mental health issues are so much more complex than that, and I hate it as a trope of like, oh, they're sick in the head, so therefore they're killing everybody, and yeah. it's like not that simple. Um. And a lot of people who have mental health crises like that are just, they had um, some predispositions and then a really bad fucking time that pushed them just a little bit over the edge. And I would say he qualifies after uh, almost dying in a mine explosion, then almost dying in a mass murder. And then witnessing Tom Atkins shoot at the guy. Yeah, Tom Atkins shoots at his killer and somehow blames him for it. Like, God (laughs) damn it, you (laughs) fucked it up. (laughs) Tom Atkins loves to irrationally hate people in movies. Oh, dude, okay. Are we launching into the absurd? Let me get my first one right here. Tom Atkins didn't age at all. He was like, that motherfucker was like 70? Yeah. From the 90s into the 2000s yeah yeah he uh but he like he's so fucking crazy he still looks movie. the same age now like, yeah he, we saw him at the jamboree a couple years ago a little bit older he looks a little bit older he's so tiny i know i was gonna say that he's so much tinier wanna, than you would like, expect scoop him up and put him in my pocket which, See, not in an infantilizing way but in a just i like tiny things i'll be like a cute. kangaroo and put him in that pouch right there <laughs> yes exactly i'll Tom be kanga he'll be rue i'll yeah. have a little six pack in my hand so he can get a drink when he needs it. And yeah, he's going to just get mad on women, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> but then I'll be like, but look at the full moon. And he'll be like, that is beautiful. Oh, women, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's man on the moon, not woman yeah. on the moon. <laughs> yeah, he looked a little bit tiny in this movie, though. Yeah. You could tell he, yeah, he yeah. began, began, he began, he, he began. His shrink, shrinkage. How right the death began. Okay. Other absurds. Uh, I got the naked chase. Mm hmm. The neck of chase is pretty wild. Uh, like, she just goes. She just doesn't give a fuck about clothes anymore. She snapped in her own right right there. He called her a hooker. Yeah, that's true. And secretly recorded her. She had yeah. every right to be pissed. Yeah. Um, and I also have Axel's partner hearing every awkward conversation that Axel has in his Martin life. Martin was so disappointed in Axel the entire time. I mean, like, I, he yeah. and his face, like he's gradually more and more disappointed the longer the movie goes on. Like there's one point after Megan's murdered and he overhears like Axel basically telling Sarah it's her fault yeah, because she once dated Tom and he's just like standing right there and Axel's kind of like, oh, were you here the whole time? And Martin's like, the B part of this movie is Axel being fed up with everybody's shit because he also has an interaction. Martin. With Martin. Okay. Yeah. He um he has an interaction with Tom later. He's like, listen, yeah, man, Tom's I'm like, not the suspect. Yeah, Tom's like, why were you in the mine? And he goes, because I'm a cop and I'm a doing murder a happened. job. Yeah, you are the suspect, <laughs> not me. Let's not flip this around. Man. Okay, those are my absurds. Okay. Um, let me think. My absurd. My absurd is that... Um, you named a lot of the really good absurds. I'm sorry. Honestly. Yeah. Oh, my absurd is who's the blonde girl that gets face shoveled at the beginning? Oh, she's just a party girl. Yeah, because I thought that was Irene, and then yeah. Irene was in the truck, and I was like, oh, there was another blonde girl. We didn't get introduced to enough of them. <laughs> okay, well, here, let me uh, let me do one for you. That whole scene there with that guy walking through the mines after everybody had been squattered, he's seeing all of these dead bodies around there, mm-hmm. and he's like, Guys, 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 where you at? And, it's <laughs> and just... then he almost rats out um, <laughs> yeah. Axel, Irene, and Sarah for being right there. Like he, I half expected him to try and like point Harry Warden in their direction. <laughs> yeah. mm. 
Okay. Okay. So time to rate it. Time to rate it. All right. I like this movie a lot. It was a lot more fun than I remembered. I I feel like I had watched this before, but I couldn't remember anything. So it was almost like first time watch again. Kind of reminded me of like that feel of like watching Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Like it was just like a fun time. Yeah. Like it doesn't take itself seriously. I think I'm going to give it seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah, I the only thing I really remembered from this movie was the motel scene because it's iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Um maybe not it, iconic, but it's it's memorable. Yeah. And it's just it's such a fun like if you like blood and kills and like you said, a movie that doesn't take itself too seriously. It just wants to have fun. It kind of gives me like Piranha 3D vibes. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Yeah, yeah. which is why I mentioned Alexander Aja earlier because it feels uh, yeah. like it feels like the type of thing he would have had a lot of fun doing. For sure. Um, it's just it's a good time if that's what you're looking for. And that's the type of thing that I can easily look for. That's not like a subgenre that I have to think too hard about like, oh, do I want to watch this? You yeah. know what I mean? So it's, I have fun with it. I'm going to give it an eight. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I like that it's um, it's holiday themed. So you have a reason to watch it, but it's also it's not very super. very loosely holiday yeah, so themed. So <laughs> you can watch it at any point and not feel out of place. Yeah. All right, so we have a starting average of 7.75, which Perfect. I think is very good for this. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Okay. okay. All right, so it's time to get into it. We start off um, with, honestly, a decent way of doing exposition, if you're going to have to do exposition this way, which is we see shots of newspapers and hear an announcer, and they're basically talking about um, a collapse that happened at the mine. We overhear like people saying, did you bleed the lines and stuff mm. like that? And things are happening and five are dead. There's one survivor, Harry Warden, who's in a coma at the hospital. And then uh, uh, we hear... And like all the people that died in there didn't die from the collapse. Yep. They mm-hmm. died from somebody killing them. Yep, they blunt force trauma from a pickaxe. Mm. And apparently Harry Warden just uh, decided he was going to kill all of them to preserve the air for himself. Yep. Um, and he is having a nightmare about all of this. We cut to him in the hospital, a la Kill Bill. Currently in a coma. In a coma, having a nightmare, and then <gasps> he wakes up. A nurse comes in, and she sees his bed's empty, and finds his roommate is very dead. I wrote in my notes here, nurse finds him missing. And then I had like this whole mental thing in my head of like scary movie four. He's like, how are you going to wake up dead? You don't wake up. You're just dead. Scary movie four. Scary movie three, actually. Three. Okay. Yeah, I was yeah. like, Scream four. It was what my head did, and I was like, that. When did no, that it's the whole thing with uh, Kevin Hart and uh, the yeah, other dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. How you gonna wake up dead? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. It's Anthony so, Anderson. Yeah. Who is in Scream four? In Scream four. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, Sorry. We made a full connection. No, I, no, uh, I <laughs> related to this. I just wanted everybody to know. I put myself in like a little like thought loop last night watching this. See, you just sent me into a whole other thought loop, which is Cordelia talking to Giles at one point, saying, "I swear, one of these days you're gonna wake up in a coma." And Giles goes, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Tom Atkins and the rest of the cops arrive and see that there has been a killing spree. And there's like hearts drawn on the walls, but then there's also like boom, 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 hearts. Yeah, actual heart out. Yeah. Somebody's ripped in half. Yeah. It's a brutal, brutal scene there. Yeah. it's And this was like, this would be a fun one to do special effects wise because you don't have to like think about how the effects are going to happen as somebody's being killed. You can just like set them up with bloody entrails yeah, and exactly, stuff. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um so kids are partying by the mines. Is this a thing? 
No. Okay. Not that I ever, <laughs> but then again, I was not one to be invited to parties <laughs> in high school. Okay. Fair enough, because same. Okay. So. Yeah. Um. So there's two couples. We've got Axel and Irene, and then we have Sarah and Tom, and Axel seems annoyed with Tom at first, but perhaps maybe he's always had a thing for Sarah. Mm, I don't know. I feel like he's settled too. Maybe yeah, not. I suppose. Yeah. Um. So Axel, Irene, and Sarah go in. Tom said he has to go back to the truck for those beer. They find just like a disaster in the mine. So Sarah is it's... looking for Axel and Irene because she got well, a couple steps behind him. Okay. First off, no, they're down there partying, mm-hmm. like hanging out. And then this guy jumps out to do yeah. a jump scare. Yeah. She's walking down looking yeah. for Axel and Irene. Okay. This guy yeah. jumps out and he's wearing a mask and she's freaked out at first and he and uh like acts like she's gonna fight him and he goes, Ha, oh, do you think I was Harry Warden? And then he gets eyeballed. Eyeballed, yeah, 3D action right here. You get yeah. the pick sack through the eye. Uh, so yeah, we got the fucking guy here already killing people. Yeah, this is where she starts running through the tunnel and there's so many dead kids. Um, Axel and Irene grab her and pull her off to the side and try and keep, calm her down, keep her quiet. And then they run. That, that random dude yeah, pops yeah. up. And- that random dude pops up and so Harry gets distracted with him so they decide that they're gonna run off. Yeah. Except Axel ends up tripping and Harry comes for him sarah and some other blonde girl are trying to help and harry takes a shovel and smashes the blonde girl's face in half cuts it in half it is nasty. it is very well done in an amazing kind of way it's a great kill yeah so they make it out of the mines um tom has just run in and yeah. he's like what is happening <laughs> and he is greeted by harry mm-hmm. who throws him up against the wall and the others get into the truck and just drive off without Tom. They yeah. just leave him. Yeah, the look exchange between Sarah and Tom. And then Harry takes the pickaxe and does a 3D toss into the windshield. Yeah. Uh, cops arrive. Well, no, okay, so it goes further into the mines. He chases Tom into the mines. Uh, he gets him pinned uh, under some rocks, I believe. And then right before he's about to kill Tom, Tom Atkins, the other Tom. Yeah. Uh, the original Burke. Tom. <laughs> Burke in this movie shows up and gets a shot on him, falls down, but Harry gets back up and tries to unload on him, hits him about three more times, but Harry takes all of the bullets and he's just kind of like... He, Cut he, to 10 years later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And he blames... Does, did he blame him? Did he blame Tom there? Um, It's like later on that okay. he does. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So the news is talking about how it's been 10 years since the Valentine's Day massacre where Harry Warden killed 22 people, men, women, and children. (laughs) Axel's now the sheriff, and Sarah is married to him, Um, but he's also sleeping with her employee, Megan. Yeah, which we'll get some of that here in just a second. Yeah. Uh, He's getting interviewed by the news. Uh, He's clearly agitated that they're making it a big deal. Uh, talking about the anniversary, the holiday, all that stuff. Yeah, he clearly is not a romantic. Doesn't mm. believe much in Valentine's Day. No, and they're all in the diner watching that, and he's kind of proud of it. Yeah, so he goes to the cat. Uh, Megan tells Sarah that she's going to be late for her shift at the grocery store um, because she has a doctor's appointment, and that doctor's appointment is clearly an obstetrician because she <laughs> tells Axel she's pregnant. Oh my God. Yeah, pregnant. I- Pregente. Pregente, yeah. Something like that. (laughs) 
I like to call this place Axel's Fuck Shack. Fuck Shack, <laughs> baby, Fuck Shack. It's like his dad's old building. It's an abandoned <laughs> mm-hmm. building, but this is like where he goes to have sex with Megan. Yep. Pretty much. like It's yep. become his fuck shack. And she said, hey, can we go somewhere that's a little classier? Like, you know, that pay by the hour motel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, the sheriff's car out front. That'll be a good sight. And she's like, well, do you have a different vehicle? <laughs> like, Nope. <laughs> and she gives him a card and tells him that she's pregnant. Oh, my God. It's a, f- and- pre- it's a fucking bombshell on him. Yeah. He's like, oh, fuck. This is not, this was not supposed to happen. <laughs> so uh, the mines are open and Tom is watching from the woods. He goes to Ben Foley's house and he was like, I thought the paper signing was today. And he goes, mm, got moved to Monday. Thought you knew. Uh, and he's like, I understand that your dad's dead and there's a lot of uh, unresolved feelings. You need to deal with them. This town depends on those minds. And he's like, well, I've got majority shareholder and I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, he's going to sell the mines. Yep, yeah. it's very uh, eight-legged freaks. And then he warns him. He's like, all right, but selling that mine won't sit too well with the people around here. Nope. Um, so Tom goes and gets a room at the motel. Irene is in the room next door to him with Frank. Having the loudest sex. Very loud. Performatively yeah. loud. Yeah, she's uh, putting on a show. Yeah. Uh, but she didn't realize that it was a show that would last forever because he's got his camcorder, which honestly, it wasn't positioned very well. I'd be surprised if he got anything. It's just going to be like his shirt with like moans. So that's yeah. all it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, bold move considering he's married. Like Tom. Yeah. Frank. Yeah. Oh, Frank. Frank. Yeah. 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 Well, I didn't say he was a smart guy. Yeah, and she gets mad that he filmed, rightfully so. Uh, That is, you know, that's assault. That's not a good thing. So she goes out and demands the tape, and he says, no, I know your gun's not loaded, and she throws it at his head. Yeah, 3D toss. 3D (laughs) toss to the forehead right there with a gun while naked. Uh, Quite the statement right there. Yeah, and she... Good aim. Good aim. Very good aim. He like guns aren't light, you know? Mm, no, that shit hurts. That's why pistol whipping is like a, a thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and he opens his door to get into the truck, but oh boy, pick there's the pickaxe right to the skull. She softened it up for him. A little bit. Yeah. She, it was an assist right there. Yeah. So Killer gets up. We're just going to refer to him as Harry mm-hmm. for now because that's what we're led to believe at this point. Harry for now. Yeah. So Harry chases her into the hotel or the motel i should say hotel and, motel uh, holiday hotel, inn motel. Yeah, yeah yeah so she hides in uh, under the bed yeah so apparently the manager of the motel lives there i don't um, know i don't know i think she might have been working there i don't know but no because there's check. a bed and like the closet is modified where she can reach the clothing rack oh i didn't pay attention yeah because irene right. is about to like hide in the closet and like the clothes rack is like down where she like an accessible height for her i gotcha yeah i love this shot though where she goes into the room there and then she opens up the closet and then the guy's just towering over here because this is like a big person to most normal size people too but like especially so for like her don't say normal in reference to sorry like average height people yeah 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 okay. sorry um but like for her especially like it's like towering like it's yeah. very intimidating which... yeah and he she gets killed off screen yeah you just see a little bit of the blood splatter yeah you hear it, it i hope Lou- i hope louie made it out alive <sighs> 
I th- I'd say so. I think he he got out. Of there. He definitely was not present, or else he'd be barking his head off right there. That's true. All that stuff. Yeah, and so Harry she, knows she's still Harry for now knows she's still in the room. <laughs> well, he hears her gasp because because uh, of the kill, yeah. and uh, he goes over there and peeks underneath the bed. Sees her, takes the mattress off. Well, so he tries just... to pull her out, and she oh, kicks yeah. at him. With her but, heel. Yeah, with yeah. her heel, but she's trapped because the bed's up against the wall so he takes the mattress off the box spring so it's just the frame and she uses that as kind of like a shield which is like great in the moment but also he's got a pickaxe so yeah he's got plenty of reach there so yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, but she puts up a good fight that's one thing that I really like about this movie is that people generally don't just like get killed like they fight up until they die. It's like a mix of like half and half, yeah. right? So well, like when you put up a fight, you usually do by, well. They're not caught by surprise, like Frank or that kid in the mine. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, when yeah. they see him come and they, they'll fight, Mm-hmm. And it's it's nice. It's nice to see that instead of it just. It, sorry, I always have to go back to Friday the Thirteenth with the slowest axe swing ever in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, the uh, cops, cops arrive. Mm-hmm, they find her in a heart shaped tub, classy, mm-hmm. with her heart cut out. And Axel goes, "Oh God, Irene!" And they're like, "Jilted lover." And he was like, "She wouldn't do any jilting." He's like, "I did that to her." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What do you think the timeline was between the massacre, Axel breaking up with Irene, and getting with Sarah? Um, I feel like it's not a flattering timeline. Well, no, I don't think Sarah would have moved on that fast. But maybe she she said she needed somebody during that, so that's I'd say he probably swooped in within like the first few days. Yeah, yeah. Um, Megan is late to her shift at the store. And Tom arrives, and he sees Sarah still working at her parents' store, except she's not a mercer anymore. Mm-hmm. And she's not single no more either. She is married to Axel. And she is upset at him because he just vanished. She was like, I thought you were dead. Like, nobody knew what happened after the massacre. You were just gone. Just vanished. And then he points out her family photo with Axel on a cute little baby. <laughs> yeah. Go little kid now. Uh, once again, I have no idea what the fucking age of this kid is. He doesn't talk ever. He looks tall, but sometimes kids are just tall, especially on the mountains. Yeah, we're terrible. Mountain boy is big. <sighs> yeah, it's it's hard. His name's Noah. His mm. name's Noah, and he is anywhere between the age of like three and seven. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say five. Like that it's five feels reasonable, yeah. but I also I just I don't know. I just don't know. You could plop one of our own nephews in front of us right now, and if I didn't actually know how old they were, I'd be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sarah gets home. Mm-hmm. They are wealthy, and I feel like maybe she is like a trust fund child because they're not living in a house with a housekeeper off a sheriff's salary. No, yeah, that won't. Well, okay. I had her written down as nanny. Yeah, her name's Rosa. Yeah, Rosa, and uh, yeah, no, you're right. They're they're living pretty comfortably. Well, that's there. a large house. It's a, it's two stories. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's, yeah. She her second story is reserved for uh, Tom memories. Yeah. She goes up there and goes to the box and yeah, she's got like a nice ornate box. It's not even like a shoe box, like labeled the old receipts or something like that would put Axel off the trail. It's got yeah. like hearts and shit on it. And it's, it's like, like a, <laughs> she's got her Tom box and her Tom Atkins box. <laughs> <laughs> Women, uh, am I right? Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So, so she, yeah, she's just like admiring the picture. Uh, so we cut over to Tom 
who <laughs> arrives at the local bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, townspeople aren't too happy with him because they've caught wind that he's going to be selling the mine. Yeah, Tom Atkins is saying, Harry Warden's dead. There's no way a man could survive that kind of a cave-in. And other people are like, well, the body was never found. And Tom Atkins is like, he's definitely dead. Then that's when Tom walks in and they all get into a fight and he, uh, one of the miners gets his hand hurt. And then Tom Atkins, Tom Atkins is. That's my note. He just he, he breaks steps up the in. fight, yeah. Yep. And he tries to help Tom, and Tom's like, "I don't need your fucking help." He's like, "Good, because that's the last time I'm gonna help you." Then, yeah, this is where he like implies that like a Harry Warden attacking is Tom's fault, which yeah, there's no way he could know that this time it literally is his fault. But, like, <laughs> well, it's funny too because he's like, "How come nobody ever blames you? You were the fucking sheriff. You shot at him, but you didn't kill him." He's like, "Yeah." Because I, like, I, I blamed you for that. Well, because so there is this whole flashback, and this is not really dealt with much at all in the movie. But there's a flashback where uh, Harry Warden is questioning Tom, who is of a questionable age, apparently. In all of these flashbacks, he's like, "I don't care if your daddy does own the mines. Um, I don't think you know this job as well as you say you do." So mm-hmm. there's like an implication that Tom is kind of to blame for that cave-in yeah. and why Harry went on a murder spree, which is like, hoof. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like we don't get a whole. Lot. Maybe it is inferred there that there's something there that went with that. Yeah, but it's also like, well, you got an 18 year old working in a mine. Yeah. And- Maybe not the best training. Maybe blame his dad for putting him down there without making sure he had the same training as other miners. Yeah, that's true. You, I don't. I don't know if you normally start going down that deep when you start out. <laughs> yeah, like I, there's so much. I, I just. I'm just saying. What would OSHA have to say about all of this? <laughs> yeah, not. No, they wouldn't have very good things to say. That's for sure. So, um, Axel and Sarah talk about Irene, and then he says, uh the love of your life isn't looking so good right now. And she's like, what? And he goes, found this picture on the dresser. It's also funny that he's like grilling her about this while he's watching a Irene s- have sex. Yeah. She's like, just doing my homework. And it's just like, oh, you're just watching a fucking sex tape, dude. You're watching that he's part. He's like, it's evidence. And then he pauses right there and Tom is in the window. He's got like a pillow in his lap. <laughs> <laughs> He stands up and knocks a bunch of shit off his desk. Yeah. He's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> when you get this back to the entire time. No. <laughs> You're erect. <laughs> uh, because of your your sweet baby Tom. I'm and glad that we're putting boner jokes like this out into the world. I really feel like we're making a difference. Yeah, we're making an impact. We're, we're, making, we're having real change out there. Uh, yeah, so... He just promises, or he makes her promise that next time he makes contact with her, that he or she tells him. Yeah, and because there, he's there in the footage, walking yeah. by, and he like zoomed in. He enhanced. Yeah, and he saw Tom <laughs> there in the window. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Sarah goes to open the store the next morning, and Tom's there, and uh, he says, "You got fifteen minutes till the store opens. Please just come listen to me." And he apologizes for leaving. Um. And then she asks what he's doing back in town and he says he's selling the mine and she yells at him. She's like, look, the town will collapse without these mines. Like you don't like you didn't stay here to pick up the pieces like the rest of us did. You think that we didn't have to deal with shit after what happened? We did. Mm -hmm. And we're still here and we're still trying to make sure that this town can exist and thrive. I took one for the team. I married Axel. Somebody had to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Think about all of those random women he'd be impregnating if he wasn't faithfully married to me. Yeah. God. 
she, you know, she really did make the ultimate <laughs> sacrifice here, honestly. Too bad it was all in vain. <laughs> well, yeah, well, and you can see it's kind of getting the time. He's like, oh, didn't really think about this being the livelihood for all kinds of people. Yeah, so he goes to the mines and he's looking for Ben and Ben is supposed to be in Tunnel 3. So Red takes him to Tunnel 3. Red's the one that got his hand hurt in the fight last night. Mm-hmm. But he still has to come to work the next day, all bandaged up. The bandage. So I need to explain the way this is bandaged. Because it feels like when Talia, before we knew that she was allergic to everything. And we were just like trying different things to help. (laughs) (laughs) She had chewed up her paw and we were trying to make her stop chewing up her paw. So at one point we took some gauze and wrapped it around and she just chewed Chewed through part of it. (laughs) And that's kind of what Red's hand looked like because he's got (laughs) his pinky folded down and then he's got some gauze loosely draped over top of it. And so when he sees Tom, it's like he heard Tom was coming. He's like, I need to make it look like I'm more injured than I am. And he's just like on his hand, kind of <laughs> like this. You think he like chewed on it? Like tried to like chew through it? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like he was like, I need to make it look bloody. And he like chewed the inside of his cheek and like. When nobody's like, <laughs> looking. Yeah. Like he's kind of like types like squicking like. Yeah. Whisper licks. Yeah. 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 You're like, <laughs> I hear you over there. <laughs> Stop looking. <laughs> Yeah. Red, red. <laughs> do you want the cone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that'd be hilarious if we had a cone the next scene. He's like trying to like stick yeah. his hand down inside the cone. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he dies here, though, right? He's the guy yeah. that dies. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, um, so he's calling, trying to figure out why Ben's not in Tunnel Three, where he's supposed to be. And this is where Tom gets locked into a cage, and the little lock part of it gets bent. Um, and this then, is what you should have suspicions here because the killer just locks him in there and doesn't yeah, do shit. Like if it's all Harry Warden's fault, or if it's all Tom's fault that Harry Warden, just that Harry Warden, just, um, yeah. yeah <laughs> then like, why isn't Tom being punished? You know, or like make it more of like a Candyman type thing where it's like, oh, we're really punishing him by making him look suspicious. Yeah, I could. Yeah, they didn't really go with that route though. Yeah, like yeah. they could have like. I don't know, hit him with the other side of the pickaxe, make him passed out, and then that way when he comes to you, there's more suspicion on him or something. It would have made the reveal a little bit yeah. more believable. Yeah, they yeah. were really trying to do like a hard misdirect, and I just the flashback that we get with him locking himself in there doesn't do it for me. No, not at all, no. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, basically Red dies, and he's still on the phone when he's attacked, so they set off an alarm, and people come running down, and they find him dead, and it's tragic. Sarah's at the hospital passing out candy. She's just just her good deed. Yeah, she's a sweet girl. One of her many sacrifices. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) She's like, I don't have Axel's penis anywhere around me to keep him safe from the town, so I'm going to pass out candy in the meantime. Yeah, except for his penis. (laughs) Um, Um, So she sees Tom mm -hmm. in one of the rooms over there with Ben. He's getting medical help. And he was going to tell Ben that he's not selling the mines. He had a change of heart. Yeah, then Axel arrives, just Mm kind of like... Pulls the curtain back and says, I have been here the whole time. He's there, and instead of saying, hey, it's kind of suspicious you were there when Red died, he says, are you hitting on my wife? Yeah, he's a little bit more Priorities, Axel. Also, you're fucking cheating on her. She's, mm, I hate this guy so much. Carter, you dick. Carter, you dick, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he gets, it just becomes like a fucking like pissing contest between the two of them here. Yeah, Um, they fight. Yeah. I do also want to say that I think they do a good job with some of them doing like that more kind of Appalachian accent where it's not like in your face super country, but it's like it's mountain country. Mountain country. Yeah. Who are you saying? Like Jensen Ackles especially I think does a good job with it. 
Like he's got like a little hint of it. I think he does. I don't think Axel really has one though. Mm, Axel doesn't, but no. I I noticed it a couple of times with Sarah. Hers goes in and out. But Tom Atkins is just Tom Atkins. Well, yeah, Tom Atkins, Tom Atkinses. Some of it's them fine. are though. But you know, yeah. it's the thing. Like I don't really sound one hundred percent like I'm from the mountains, but like I grew up. But there, you, you do know? sound zero percent like you're from the mountains. Do so. I? I've, I feel like I have some country slips every now and then. I guess like from Kentucky standards, you don't sound country at all. No, Whereas I don't like. Think so. If I took you to visit some of my family in Michigan, the Michiganders up there would definitely take notice. Like, I used to never think I had an accent until I would go visit them in the summer, and then everybody'd be like, "Why are you even wearing shoes?" I thought they didn't (laughs) have it from your from your parts of the woods. They don't. (laughs) All right, so now we get that flashback ten years ago. I was Sheriff Burt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Axel's revealing this when Ben's like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they killed. They're explaining yeah. how they killed Harry because so, he's like, I know he's not here because I killed that motherfucker myself. Yeah, Ben Axel's dad, the former sheriff, uh, the former uh, deputy Palmer, mm-hmm. and um, Sheriff Burke. Yeah, did vigilante justice on Harry Warden and buried him out in the woods. So they decide that they're going to go take him to the wood to the woods to find his grave just to prove that he's dead. Except, whoops, the grave is dug up. And my God, it's probably the most shallow grave ever. Like yeah, it probably like, like a bear probably went in there and like grabbed it. You know what a I mean? Heavy rain would have yeah. done that. <laughs> like there's many explanations for why this body is missing. Not because it somebody got a got, little windy oh. one night. Yeah, <laughs> like it could have honestly. Like it's just like a couple of stones. It's like Anybody they took a it. handful of dirt. It's like they've only ever been to a funeral when they do like the initial handful of dirt on the casket, yeah. and that's how they buried Harry Warden. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I can I wouldn't put it past Tom Atkins here. He's like, ah, it's time for a beer. Let's go get a six pack, yeah, fellas. He's like, ah, six packs empty. Come on, fellas. And they're like, he's still fully exposed. There's dirt on him. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nature yeah, will yeah, happen. It's fine. Nature, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're like, okay. Well, I don't know what happened. He's maybe alive. Uh, so at the station, Axel asks Tom why he's really in town, and Tom says he's staying. And that Sarah settled for him. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, burn. And Axel goes full on, stay away from my wife. And he flips the table and pins him up against mm-hmm, the wall. Mm-hmm. And then we get. Which I don't think most tables were flippable because it's like an interrogation room and that's a safety hazard. Mm, that's what they want you to think. <laughs> See, that's all mental games here. And what's it? The Mar- uh, Martin's the partner, right? Yeah. He comes in and he's like, mm-hmm. God damn it, Axel. I have to put up with your awkward bullshit again. He has to this separate the fight. This guy is the fucking MVP of the movie. He doesn't yeah. get nearly enough screen time, but every time he's there, he's gold. Because <laughs> like, Axel's like, lock him up, lock him up. And he's like, I can't do that. <laughs> they just realized that he was, was locked, locked up, up during the murder. Could not have killed him. We can't just do this bullshit, Axel. How many times do I have to tell you? <laughs> this isn't justified, Axel. That yeah. show hasn't even <laughs> premiered yet. You are not Timothy Oliphant. You're not even Walton Goggins. And <laughs> <laughs> Axel cries. Yeah. <laughs> who wouldn't cry being told they're not Walton Goggins? Well, I mean, it's a devastating thing to be told. Yeah. It's understandable. I would never... I promise for as long as we both live, I will never tell you you're not Walton Goggins. You better. You better. <laughs> I'm always Walton Goggins. All right. So Tom goes back to the mines. <laughs> he sees a light in the distance. So somebody's up there in the woods. Um, then he goes to investigate. I, okay. 
I'm just realizing this, but every time I've written down that he takes his notes is right before, or he takes his meds is right before murder happens. Oh, really? Yeah, they're putting mm. they're dropping that hint right there. I didn't catch that. Yeah, because good... he he does it at the motel too, right before Irene's murder. You're right. You're right. Wow, good catch. So yeah, okay, he takes his meds, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he goes and he finds Axel's fuck shack, mm -hmm. and so he goes in there. Um, and he finds the card. Finds the card. Yeah, and finds the heart. A rat eating. The chocolates. I actually didn't yeah. even bother to take the chocolates with it. You know. He looked you... like he ate some of them, though. <laughs> like he, he stayed behind and thought about that pregnancy. He's like, God damn it. Just you know that like Axel votes GOP because they fund his department, <laughs> yeah. but you know he's like sending Megan out for he's an like, abortion. God damn it. I want an abortion so badly, but I look he's like, like a fool. He's like, do you have a grandmother you can go stay with for a few months? Yeah. Uh, like out of the out states, of city, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got a guy. You got a grandma out west, right? 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 <laughs> Where am I out of my notes? Jesus. Okay. Uh, okay. So, um, Ben wakes up. Yes. He's in his house. He hears the sound. He wakes up and he is drunk and he's got a shotgun and that's a bad combination, a but combination. also very common um, in a small town. He must have been watching some Fast and Furious because that's yeah. the Vin Diesel combo right there. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Oh God. Guys, oh, guys, I'm we sorry. watched Furious Seven and so emotionally recuperating. So from emotionally that one. recovering from that montage of Paul Walker at the end. I miss that man. Yeah, rest in peace, Paul. He was great. Okay. Anyway, Ben so, dies. Yeah, he gets, <laughs> he gets like really killed here. Yeah, he like chuckles because he's like. Ah, Harry Warden's not really alive, and then, uh, he, then Harry for now stabs him. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, okay, I'm an asshole. Uh, Sarah and Axel argue Sarah over Tom. Axel lunch, and yeah, they argue over Tom. She stumbles onto all of the sensitive evidence, like all of like the bodies yeah. and everything like that. Like They're not hiding any of that. Mm -mm. I can't believe she was able to walk back there and see all that stuff. Yeah, and then... Um, Martin comes in and he's like, sorry to interrupt your domestic dispute, but we are at work and Ben and Tom are missing, so we should probably go deal with this. And then they argue a little bit, or yeah, they argue a little bit more. Martin is like, hey, we found Ben's body. Yeah, which it's in the grave of mm -hmm. Henry. And buried or just Harry. as well as Harry's body had been. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just like a couple of stones, little yeah. like things of dirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Tom and Bert, Tom and Tom, if you will, mm -hmm. are now the new prime suspects. So the grocery store is closing, and Megan decides to test the waters. I asks, know she's like gonna, she's gonna have that conversation. She's like, "All right, how did you end up with Axel, anyways? If you liked Tom so much back in the day?" And Sarah's like, "Well, it was Valentine's Day." Because Megan. Megan's like, yeah, 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 murder. We all know that. Yeah, how yeah, did pregnancy. You and, yeah, yeah, how yeah. did you and Axel wind up together? And she goes, well, he was like there emotionally. And Megan goes, except he's not now. I know. She just straight up says it. She's like, yeah, he's not. <laughs> and they don't have time to really worry about that because they hear a sound out front. And Sarah's like, you did lock the front door, right? Like, that's what I'm paying you for, you dummy. And Megan's like, oh, I think I did. And then they walk to check it together. And Megan like grabs her hand. She goes, sorry, I'm a pussy. Uh, and Sarah's like, join the club. <laughs> so that's a nice moment. Um, they don't actually see anything. So they have a little bit of a laugh. But then the lights go out and they're chased by Harry for now. Mm -hmm. Yes. They run to the back office and they try and barricade the door. This door fooled me because it's painted like a gunmetal silver. 
which yeah. is all it takes for me to be convinced that it's <laughs> yeah. metal. I was like, there's no way he's getting through that door. And then he hits it with the pickaxe. And you it's see very the wood. Much, yeah. Yes. Yep. It is like just a like board. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. I And all of a sudden, like, all of the Wile E. Coyote cartoons where he is tricked into thinking that a painting is a, a pain, tunnel yeah. makes sense because uh -huh. apparently that would work on me. <laughs> yeah, it seems that way. It's yeah. that easy. Yeah, because I would have, if I was a, if I was Harry for now, I would have looked at them and been like, well, there's ah, no shit, way for not me getting to in that there. door. Yeah. God damn it, they beat me. <laughs> no, he, he's like, I'm going to swing through metal. And he's like, oh, shit, it's wood. Great. All right. Thank God. <laughs> way less energy needed here. Yeah. Uh, so they are climbing out the window and Harry for now stops at the door and Sarah goes, something's not right. And then Megan's pulled through the door and then Harry starts to try and swing through to get at Megan. And then she finally has the wherewithal to hit the alarm. I know. Why did they not hit the alarm before? Yeah, that would have clear, saved everything. That panic button was right there. Secretly, she was trying to serve up Megan. She's like, stop fucking my husband. Yeah. And then like, here, She was like, how her. can I do this in the least suspicious way possible? Yeah. Um, and I didn't think that they were going to kill her because of Bebby. Yeah. But they they killed her. And I thought that they ripped out the baby, but I realized now that that was a stupid thought at the time because the baby hadn't like... The baby would have looked like a jelly bean yeah, at Yeah, exactly. Most. Yeah, it wasn't so big enough to be a heart. We might have seen the baby, but we just wouldn't have really realized it. True. So. Okay. Well, the heart's been cut out. Put into one of the heart boxes as is standard for Harry for now. Yeah. And Megan has run out the front and ran into Axel who showed up with no backup. Suspicious. This is like a scream type thing right here. Yeah, it mm. really is. Like all that's missing is the um, prime suspect cut on no, the forearm. No, yeah, no cut. <laughs> yep. All right. So yeah. So uh, they have a little uh, talk. She oh, reveals. Hold on. I mm. had a note about this because the whole time, this whole grocery store scene where they're screaming and crying and stuff happening, yeah. Sarah's sounds don't match her mouth. Really. Yeah. So ADR. Very, yeah, it's mm. ADR and it's very off-putting. Like, which is. This isn't even a thing that you should really notice because it's screaming and yelling and chaos. Yeah. Like, I was like, her mouth is not open. <laughs> That's funny. I, I didn't catch that. But I hate seeing that stuff. It kind of takes you out of it a little bit. Uh, okay, so Sarah and Axel are talking. She reveals that she knew about him and Megan the entire time. Yeah. She was like, hmm, pretty interesting that Megan was murdered considering she had no connections to the mine. He goes, well, everybody in town has connections to the mine. She goes... Or she's got a connection to you and the killer's <laughs> trying to get to you. And he's like, uh, my penis was never inside of that woman. Yeah, I kind of think of him like Christian here. He's like, wow, that's really shocking. Really shocking. Yeah. And Martin once again pops up from the shack. <laughs> he's like, yep, heard all of that shit. <laughs> um, anyways. So Rosa uh, gets attacked while yeah. she's taking care of Noah. <laughs> Yeah, she gets a bad death here. and yeah. uh, She gets thrown into the dryer, which apparently is industrial strength because her face is melted yeah. uh, Indiana Jones style. Oof. Yeah, it's a it's not a good look. Um, uh, Tom Atkins gets the cop that's stationed out front and doing a bad job. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, all right, we got to go He's inside. like, there's somebody in the house. Tom, why are you here? Yeah, and how do you know that? What made you say that? Now Did you hear you, a scream? You really are a prime suspect, Tom Atkins. Dude's just like, uh, how long do you think he's been watching Axel's family from like the windows? I don't know. He's like been, he's a peeping Tom. <gasps> oh my God. Peeping Tom Atkins. Oof. Oh my God. He's like, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> he's 
Boy, and peeping toms, am I right? Yeah, this is my sacrifice. <laughs> okay, so anyway, he dies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Poor Tom. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he he refuses to go inside. He's like, I'm retired. Yeah, so, he's like, I don't need this shit. I was just here for lug- for recreational purposes. He's like, I, I just need somebody to watch. Go inside that house I'm so I can lonely. watch somebody. <laughs> yeah, but he, yeah, he sees the killer and gets killed. Uh, yeah, so, and the deputy tells Noah to hide and not come out until she says so, and that's the last we see of Why the fuck kid. did this kid crawl out? Nobody said a word. That could have been the killer. That kid could have crawled yeah. right into the killer. He doesn't listen well, which is why he could be anywhere between the ages of three and seven. I'm sorry, but he's a dumb little Appalachian boy right there. <laughs> I've, I've seen that kid many times. That kid took after his dad. Um, so yeah we get like a brief mention later that he's with Sarah's mom but like that's this is the last we see of this kid they had this kid for three hours on set (laughs) he's like a PA's nephew or something I think his audition was like how how well can you crawl (laughs) he's like okay not very (laughs) (laughs) all right you're perfect (laughs) so uh, Tom calls Sarah and he says he doesn't think that this is Harry. I want to show you something. And she's like, what? And he goes, do you trust me? And she says, yes. He's like, oh, you're with him right now, aren't you? <laughs> oh, wait, no, no, no. This is somebody else. This is Tom. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, Axel looks for Sarah and learns that she left with Tom. So he, and then he gets a call from Martin saying that um, there is the report has come in on Tom. So in Tom's truck, he says um, he found something on the Palmer like land around the mines. Fuck shack. Mm-hmm. The, the fuck shack and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, Axel calls Sarah and says Tom has been in an institution the past seven years. And around these parts, we discriminate on the basis of mental health. Yeah, that means you're a killer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he apologizes and begs her to get out of the car. He's like, you can leave me. I don't care. I just want you alive. And then she's like, okay, thanks, mom. And then like hangs up. And Tom goes... <laughs> yeah like that's i have my phone on like the loudest setting possible for calls because i just can't hear like (laughs) i can't hear (laughs) and i don't realize that other people can hear every word of a conversation (laughs) it'd be funny if his like his response is like yeah your uh your phone's kind of (laughs) loud yeah and that's basically what happened it'll be like because i'll get a call and i'll turn around to tell you and he goes yeah Yeah, you'll be like i heard every single word that your sister just said to you i'm like oh okay she didn't have to say that shit about me (laughs) to be fair she doesn't say anything about me she's Sometimes does. Sometimes she does, but not okay. Yeah, not anything like that. <laughs> She'll just like tell Travis I'll see him at dinner, which is a really weird, long-standing joke. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she's starting to freak out because Tom's like, "I'm not pulling you over. Um, Axel's definitely the killer. I'm not. It's bullshit. You're staying with me." So she grabs the wheel and crashes the truck, as you do in this situation. Yep. Honestly, never let the killer take you to the second location. She's not sure who the killer is, so she's not going to the second location just to be safe, except when she runs out, she kind of has to go to the second location anyway. This is right there. Yeah. yeah. And when she gets there, she finds the card from Megan to Axel, and it's got the picture of Tom and Sarah from 1999, and questionably. The um and what? the words that were painted above Megan's body. What was it again? It was like, I'll love you forever or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, And so she runs to the kitchen to try and look for a weapon. And when she opens up like one of those like side pantries, a stack of empty chocolate heart boxes. So falls many up. of them. Yes, it's yeah. so many. Like, 
You don't need this many. Dude, this town's not that big. You're imagine, not killing that many people. Imagine being the PA that has to like set that up every time they redo this scene. Because you, uh, yeah. you know that those like are constantly falling on you while you're trying to set them up. And the director's just yelling at you. They, they need to get the scene shot. <laughs> like, and you're getting nervous. And you're knocking the stack down. Didn't fall right. Restack them. Yeah. <laughs> yep. God, that would suck so much. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, she hears somebody walking yeah. behind her. It's the killer, Harry, for now. Mm-hmm. And so they fight, but she busts out a window and runs out. There's a chase down to the mines, and Axel's there. He's in cop clothes. Mm-hmm. He approaches, and Sarah is like suspicious of him because of everything she just saw in his fuck shack and so she's attacking but then tom comes up and she's like no no no, i don't trust you either and she's got a gun and she was like which one's the real harry for now and they're like hey, shoot him uh, no shoot they do a what is it king solomon where it's like cut the baby in half to see who really loves it because, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so that's basically what this is because axel's like fine if you don't know who to shoot just shoot us both and tom's like wait no I didn't agree to that. I was like, oh, yeah, well, somebody <laughs> killed Megan, you know, and she's like, how do you know that Megan died and what the letter said? And he's like, you told me. And she's like, I didn't. Yeah, she's like, how did you know Megan died? He goes, everybody, you told me, but think about the words above her body. It's the same that matches uh, the card. And she goes, how did you know there were words? Yeah. <laughs> He kind of just backed himself into yeah. the corner there. And then he did. I thought he was doing he, like a trick. He's he like, well, behind a, you. He did a Costas. Oh, where Costas did. didn't learn yeah. shit about the fingerprints. And he <laughs> yeah. just like dug his heels in mm, even further. She's like, shit. I didn't think anybody would think about that. Yeah. I did like this moment kind of where he's like, look, behind, look over there. Yeah. Um, and like neither of axel or sarah reacts and yeah. this is kind of a nice moment because at first you think maybe jensen ackles is faking it and then you're like wait no something oh real shit is happening. somebody shows up harry's behind her and, and then they give up. axel the worst line in this entire godforsaken script which is like harry is here now isn't he tom <sighs> yeah because he walks past sarah up to tom and gets in tom's face i wish he had just like squooshed down and like disappeared inside <laughs> of the tom. yeah yeah that would have been nice and uh, yeah, this is where Tom embraces Harry. And now it's Tom for now. I wish it had been like in that episode of American Dad where Stan has the eating disorder. And then when he gets uh, like help for it, his personal trainer disappears and he goes, bro, bro, bro. <laughs> and just like fades. I wish that we'd gotten that with Harry. Oh, that would have been so fun. <laughs> I would have loved that. This movie definitely needed that. Yeah. Um, anyway, he killed all of them, and the flashbacks to it are stupid. Yep. It is really Harry's mask, though, so he's definitely breathing in dead guy ashes. That's true. It's, and that's he. The hazardous material. He successfully channels Harry because Sarah shoots at him, and he just kind of like scutters away. Yeah. And then um, the rescue team were apparently not filled in on everything because they come in and this guy goes, hey, little buddy, what, oh. what happened with you? Well, hold on. We forgot to say that he got exploded in 3D because mm-hmm. there was oh, an yeah. explosion that happens down yeah, there in the mines. Yeah, there's one gun, there's one bullet left in the gun and Sarah shoots the, the tank the tank yeah. instead of him because she's like, an explosion won't miss. Right, yeah. so they're all hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so now the rescue team's there and then that's where the buddy shows up. Yeah, hey, he's buddy. Like, hey, guy what's what's your name yeah. what's your name little fella <laughs> um and so yeah tom kills him and steals his suit and you could tell that he 
did it because when he's walking out of the mines, he's limping, and then he takes off the mask, and he's still all <gasps> bloody, and it's yeah. like, Argh! Yep, and uh, that was the setup for the sequel that we never get, apparently. I wonder if they would have killed Sarah right away or like left it for like a mid-movie emotional impact. I have a feeling it would have been like... And then we would have to see like an angry Axel who's got nothing left in the world except for the child he's now neglecting because he is emotionally stunted himself. I would hate to have to follow and root for him, though. It would be shitty. Yeah. No, I feel like it would have been like... Maybe not anything to do with Axel, but um, she would have died like Bruce Campbell in Maniac Cop 2. Like, you think she's going to be the main character, but then he gets her like within the first 10 minutes. Kind of like how this movie starts where you get like the crazy killings right away. They're going to like Jamie Lee in Resurrection. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's the end of the movie. That is. Yep. You know what? It's fucking fun, man. I'm keeping it an eight. I'm bumping mine to an eight also. I I, I loved this movie. It was such a good time. It really is. And I honestly, because I didn't remember much about it. And I was like, oh, God, how am I going to feel about this movie? And it it didn't plot along the way I expected it to. Mm. It was an hour and 35 minutes. I think if it had been any longer, it would have been a problem. Yeah, yeah. That's but a... this was the exact right length to get all of the story out that we needed. Mm-hmm. We have like some weird questionable choices that are fine in a movie you're not meant to think about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, okay. Do we have anything we would change though? Um, just the wardrobing for the 90s. The wardrobing. Yeah, I could think just throw some flannel on them. It would have been so easy. I'll, I want the twist to be different. Like, you can still make the, him be yeah. the killer, but, like, I don't like the whole, like, it was in his head thing. Yeah. Just make him be the killer. You know, just go that route with Yeah, it. like, he's just angry. Like, he's obsessed. He is furious that Sarah left with Axel and left him in the mine to die. Yeah. Like, that's motive enough. Yeah, that's perfect. That's yeah. all we need. It didn't yeah. have to be what it was. It made it way too complicated just make a simple man you know who else loved this movie talia 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 had a great she time. had such a good time she was playful she was looking for toys under the couch mm-hmm. she uh, did fall asleep but when she fell asleep it was very like loud dreams big, so, snores. big, big snores big snores big snores so she had a good time i think she's gonna give this um a seven whoa and that's a three and then D is a four value. Uh, 3D, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's giving it a seven. She was seeing this movie <laughs> in her dreams in three. Yeah. <laughs> and Zoe watched the whole thing. She the was explosions. On, yeah, there were so many explosions. She was not willing to miss any of them. So Good deaths. Yeah. Good cat and mouse. She's exactly. the cat. And she likes to watch the mouses, so the, exactly. the beasts. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, okay, so who did I, you relate to? Who did I relate to? I guess I probably related to... Um, did I relate to? I think I related to 1999 Sarah with her little headband and her leggings under her jeans. Because <laughs> I've worn that exact outfit. So okay, not in 1999. Um, in 2009, where the clothing belonged, but yeah, yeah, it was very much like of that time. <laughs> yeah, it was a very era-specific look. Hmm, who did I relate to? Um, uh, I'm gonna relate to. Tom for getting Which out Tom? of uh Adkins or Burke? Burke. Okay. No, 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 no. No, they're both the same person. Wait, shit. <laughs> uh Tom Tom Soldier Boy. Soldier Jensen Boy, Ackles. Tom. Soldier Boy Tom. Yeah. Okay. Um 
I'll relate to him because I got the fuck out of my small town and left the problems back there. <laughs> Just like he did. He could have done that and would have been happy. Maybe. I don't know. No, okay. probably not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I think we kind of already wrote part of our sequel anyway. We did a little bit. We got yeah. it started. So it's the crossover between House of Wax 2005 and yeah. this movie. Yeah, definitely um, going to have some J-Pads action. J-Pads. Oh, maybe he comes in and replaces Axel. Like Axel gets like He's his bubby. forced to retire. He's his bubby. He's like, well, shares went to him. Dad left me out of the shares for some reason. I guess he didn't like me. I was too good looking yeah. to handle. So now <laughs> that Bubby died, I got the shares. I'm going to sell the mine now. Ah! Maybe he's going to expand on the mine. Maybe. Yeah. And he's the like, town, we need to dig deeper. Town's like, whoa, too far. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, they're, they're on board with it. And uh, you get Bubby survived. And he's like, those are my shares. I'm selling the mine. And he wants them back. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Okay. All right, new tagline. Oh, new tagline. Um, be mine. Oh, that is good. <laughs> that is really good. Yay! Very nice. <laughs> be mine. <laughs> wow, that that belongs on a poster somewhere. Thank you. Thank you. That one. Okay. That one works because it's generic Valentine's Day, but also mining. That just whenever I think of those. I always think of that Futurama episode where Fry's trying to find the perfect the, one. Yeah. And like that you look take on his my face. Breath away. <laughs> <laughs> I lose my shit every time at that moment. It's so good. <laughs> okay. Uh, internet review. What did you pull for us? Okay. Well, I wanted to pull a critic review since that uh, was part of the reason that they didn't green light the sequel. Okay. Let's see who prevented this from happening. So this is by Mark Olson for the LA Times. Only thing to fear is repetition. And I want to read this opening paragraph first because it confused me. Okay. <laughs> Genre fans are nothing if not specific, boiling films down to their bare bones ascent for purposes of classification. Only they could vent in terms such as exploitation for horror films in the 1970s and 80s made in Canada. That confused me because this remake was filmed in Pennsylvania. The original is exploitation. Yes. Yeah. But like, it's just confusing that he would bring it up when reviewing. Yeah, it doesn't really apply to this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, and it, but funnily enough, yeah, they had the mines and everything to film in Pennsylvania, but they had similar kind of tax cuts that allowed them Did to they? film it. Yeah. Oh wow, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Among other things rendered in three dimension are gushing blood, a flying jawbone, an explosion, a shotgun, a tree branch, a pistol, an eyeball, and a sort of viscera. And yes, there is even a three D sex scene with full frontal nudity. Did they count all of them? Wow. <laughs> Director Patrick Lucier, working from a script credited to Todd Farmer and Zane Smith, has fashioned a film that manages to acknowledge its predecessor without being enslaved by it. In some ways, the filmmakers have created something too authentic in spirit to the original film, what? as it also fairly quickly becomes a plotting chore to watch. The added attraction of the 3D effect only goes so far, and at some point the film has to sustain itself as a movie, and that is where it stumbles. Are they saying it's too similar to the first one? Yeah, they're saying that it's too similar to the first one and it does its 3D too well. That's a, that's a terrible That's a bad comparison. take on it, yeah. I mean, like, I get it. Like, it's not like a shot for shot. Like, it's very much its own thing here. Yeah. I And again, I haven't seen the original. But, like, saying that it's authentic to the original but does its own thing and does the 3D well but does it too well, it's just such a confusing, like... 
what did, what's the I problem with that? I think maybe Mark Olsen actually liked the movie, but he can't say he liked it. <laughs> yeah. Like, Probably not. I feel like, Mark, I feel like you just need to release your inner trash gremlin. Yeah, and just embrace just, it. Yeah, embrace this. I don't care that you work for the LA Times. Like, <laughs> have some fun with the blood and 3D boobies. Yeah. It's a good time, you man. Think, yeah, maybe that's just coming from somebody that's like wanting a little bit too much from something that yeah. never was that much to ever begin with. Yeah, he opened up with a history on the term exploitation. Clearly, he was not here for a good time. <laughs> no. That's weird. That That is weird to kind of give that kind of criticism. I don't really feel like it's deserving of being having like points taken off for doing things like excelling at things it set out to do. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's oh strange. man, a 3D remake did too good a job at being 3D, 3D and, a, and remake. a remake while also being its own film. <laughs> yeah. Like what kind of a weird critique is that, and Mark? I'm, I'm all for people not liking this movie yeah. if you have like legit reasons for doing so. I mean, even if you don't have a legit reason, you can uh, like not like it, but uh, I can question some of your reasons at least, and that is yeah. like very questionable right there. Yeah, so. Okay. Well, weird. Let's see if anybody else has yeah, some weird shit to say. Let's see what our listeners say. Y'all are trash gremlins like us. Oh, so. yeah, we got the best trash gremlins out there. Okay. So, they're all on Twitter. I got that, three. that is where the trash gremlins That's, live. <laughs> that is where they reside. Uh, first off, we have Tyler, who says, My cousin watched this with his mom when he was younger, and at the boobs, he said, I'd like to see that in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> She then shut off the film. <laughs> this is a decent remake, and another Scream Queen's host is in this one, too. So there's a connection to Saw, too, which we didn't talk about. Yeah. But there is somebody from Scream Queen season two that's in this movie that I don't know yet because I haven't seen yeah, it yet. Yeah, we haven't started watching season two yet. But so. coincidentally, that's our Patreon episode for this month. We're doing yeah, Scream Queen yeah, season yeah. two. So that's going to be, we're going to be starting that soon. So I'm curious to yeah. see. I was trying to figure Very out in my excited. head, I was like, okay, who is it? Is it I, my, don't tell me if I'm right or wrong if you know, but my, theory my guess is that it's megan i feel like megan mm, is going to be the scream queen i can see that i can see that that's my guess so we'll find out we'll All find right. out soon i don't want to look it up and spoil it for myself no i don't either right but no i, I agree it's a good remake yeah. obviously i like it um and shout out to somebody else for having love for the scream queens the yeah show. that was cool yeah, yeah. okay Which, of all people i'm not surprised it's tyler no, but i no, am very I'm happy in love with tyler here <laughs> okay War Zombie says, I remember all the hype on this one with the 3D. I got a DVD copy with the glasses and all. I found what? it to be a great slasher. I am sure one scene might not be up to today's standards. And I only say it was different. It was a different time. And that's how things were, unfortunately. So one scene might not be up to today's standards. Which scene is that? I'm curious which I'm scene curious that is. As well. I want the 3D. It's, I was thinking last night the entire time, like I, the 3D is so well done in this movie that I wanted to watch it in 3D. I wanted 3D glasses for this one. So if there's one out there where we can get the glasses and watch it like that here at home, I would love that. I'm pretty sure I watched this in theaters, but I don't think I saw the 3D version. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. I feel like we need to watch this in 3D. I'm kind of sad that 3D TVs didn't take off like they did. You know, like um, that's cool technology. I'm kind of glad because it's just, uh I want it to be a feature. I don't want it to be the sole thing. You know what I mean? Like if I have a 3D movie, I would like to be able to go in there and pop on like a 3D thing. I guess. 
Although I guess I could probably do that. It's just I need to get a 3D player, which yeah. I don't have one. I don't know. Yeah, I just I'm I'm okay without it. I'm one, okay with it as a novelty. One of these days we'll watch it in 3D. Okay. All right. Final review: Aquile Boobs. I saw this in theaters. Was not expecting that gal to run naked in 3D for what felt like 10 minutes. Otherwise, rather forgettable movie for me. Aw. Uh, honestly, though, rewatch it. It's a good time. I. I said at the beginning that the motel scene was what I remembered the most yeah. too, and I had so much fun watching this. Honestly, yeah, like get your uh, get your expectations like adjusted to have fun popcorn. Don't like you know turn your brain off. That's all you got to do. Don't think too much about it. And I think you could really have a fun time with this one. Now I can understand if you give it another shot and it still doesn't work for you. That's totally cool, but. I think that this is a good one, a good candidate for revisiting if it's one that you saw back in theaters. Yes. If you haven't watched it in several years, definitely take a look at it again. Yeah. Um, it Again, I notoriously make fun of this decade of movies, and I was very surprised at how much fun I had with it. So. <laughs> it's a good time, man. Yeah. All right. That's it for our reviews. That is. Um, we want to take the time to go ahead and thank our beautiful, wonderful, amazing, effervescent, ethereal patrons. Mm-hmm. Such as Freakatron. No, Joe, such as, as Joe. is his name. Um, something, <laughs> something's in there. Joe Freakatron. As is his name. <laughs> Amber and Michael, thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Uh, we really appreciate all of the help that you do. Um, if you are unable to participate through Patreon, we also encourage what? Sorry, I just can't get over you fucking up Joe's name. So <laughs> I know, I fucked it up. Um <laughs> We also have the option out there for you to be able to rate and review us on whatever platform that you're listening on that does wonders for us. Yeah, it honestly, if you can take the time to just hit like a little five star moment, that makes a big difference. Uh, it might not seem like it does, but it, it gives us good ratings. The more ratings we have, the higher ratings we have, the and the more, more cross pollination between the other shows you listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it makes a big difference. It definitely helps us. And we appreciate those of you that have done that for us already. It's been a big help. And I honestly, I love, I get such a serotonin boost whenever somebody's listening to an episode and they tag us in whatever they're listening on and they're like, oh my God, this part killed me. And I'm like, oh my God. Thanks. I know. That is sweet. Those are really cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Um, you can find us on social media. We're on Instagram and threads at least favorite scary movie podcast. Mm-hmm. And we're on Twitter and Blueski at least fave pod. We also have our website, which is least favorite scary movie.com. And you can email us at least favorite scary movie at gmail.com. As I said this weekend, we're going to let out our to be or not to be bonus episode for February. And then you know what next week is? Next week is Jesse's pick. Hostel Fart 2. Oh boy, that's right. And we're, if uh, you are thinking what I'm thinking, that means that yes, once we're with part two, we'll have the the runway clear to talk about part three. This is what it felt like whenever I was gearing up for Slumber Party Massacre 3, isn't it? Except I didn't. you didn't warn me ahead of time that you were going to do that. I thought we were on the same page that that movie didn't ever need to be mm, spoken about. No, we had to talk about that one. And yeah, no, this way you've got like, you don't know when the other shoe is going to drop. You don't know when I'm going to be like, all right, it's time to watch it. Um, but it is uh, going to happen. And I'm letting bloody. you all know. I, here's the thing. I'm a defender of that movie. Um, I love it. I have such a good time with it. I don't think it's nearly as bad as everybody else says it is. Boy, so, all right. I'm well, very excited about it. But I'm also very excited about Hostel Part 2. Yeah, I me think too. it's really, really great. Um, I think it's got way more story than the first one. Um, and it's got Heather Matarazzo. So that is true. Yeah. She's true. yeah, she is there. And uh okay. 
So and be on the full go. frontal nudity, two, two, three movies in a row from her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we have wrong term four. Oh my god! This next week, you talk guys, about fuck the ball, Yeah, the the February theme really is just boobies galore. So well, you're you know, welcome. That is our gift. To you, you did say in like leading into February that it was going to get sensual, and it's certainly getting sensual this sensual. month. Sensual. Yeah, we we yeah. getting all kinds of fucking going yeah. on up in here. It's good times. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what? Tis the season, y'all. Tis the season. All right. Well, we will see you guys this weekend with our to be or not to be. To be or not to be. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't tell you guys where you can watch Hostel Part 2. Oh, My bad. I forgot that was a whole thing that we do. (laughs) I just got really excited. I want us to know, too, because our DVD decides to always shit the bed when we're trying to play it. Yeah. I can maybe uh, get to work. Yeah, it depends on how patient we are. Um, currently streaming for free on Pluto Plex Prime Freebie, or you can rent it from Google Play or Vudu. So and the Roku a, channel. It's a watchable movie. Yeah, it's out there. So do it if you can. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah, and definitely a good movie. Um, and that one's generally not debatable the way my opinion about part three is. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, cool. Well, then we have that coming up. So yep. we will see you guys then. And thank you for being here. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Somebody's got to do it.